This is MindSpeak. Everything you thought you knew about health is about to be turned on its head. I'm Holly Higgins, a nutritional therapy practitioner, and I'm here to show you how your mind can heal your body, your body can heal your mind, and no matter what you've been told, you are in the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. Welcome back to the show. If you've been listening to Mind Speak for a while, you know that we are all about the mind-body connection. And today's guest has devoted himself to both mind and body in his career. I'm super excited for our conversation today. We are welcoming Dr. Nima Ramani. He is a chiropractor turned edutainer, and he is on a mission to teach people how to dissolve the root cause of stress. He's also the creator of a breakthrough new tool called the Overview Method, where participants are taken through an exercise to clear emotional baggage and resentment that holds them back from moving to new levels in business, health, family, relationships, and he has helped countless people in his 20 plus years of practice as a chiropractor. He helps people who are stuck in toxic relationships, career limbo, and emotional trauma overcome their anxiety and create powerfully aligned relationships by deepening their intimate relationship with the most important person of all, themselves. So Dr. Nemo, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Holly. So, so excited you're here. I can't wait to dive into this conversation. Mm. And I want to start out by asking, this is not a small question, so take as much time as you need. Sure. You are a chiropractor, and I know Mm. you spent a lot of your career working as a traditional chiropractor, practicing manual manipulation of the spine, helping people Mm. feel better in their bodies. But now you're doing a lot more than that. So what was the catalyst for the shift in your approach. Tell us that story. Well, I have always uh, loved learning about personal development ever since I was kind of bullied in school and dealing with self-esteem issues. I knew that I had to address those in some way. I couldn't just leave those unaddressed. So it was kind of like a hobby to, you know, work on my confidence, whatever way I could to feel more confident because I didn't feel confident. I was, you know, that, 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 takes its toll. It's like a trauma from your adolescence. It, 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 you carry it with you, right? Mm-hmm. So as I got into the chiropractic profession and I just absolutely loved it, um, there was a man by the name of John Martini that totally inspired me when I was in my chiropractic school that kind of showed me a bigger possibility. And I always knew that down the road, someday I would kind of follow in his footsteps and learn from him. So I start my chiropractic practice and after about 10 years, I realized that everybody coming in to see me are pretty much, they have certain patterns. They're dealing with stress-related disorders. I'm seeing the end stage of kind of like a long chain of events that are stressful that bring them to you know, ignoring their bodies, disconnecting from their bodies, dissociating from themselves, and then creating these tensions and compressions in their bodies. And it's been fun working on that aspect of it and seeing huge transformation. But then again, there were people that I couldn't reach. And 
all of this personal development work that I do, I would listen to people's stories and go, God, they really need to work on that. There's a story from the, from the past that they're not really addressing. And one day, it was about 10 years ago, in walks in this woman named Gwen, who couldn't actually walk. She was hunched kind of forward uh, with a cane and being carried in. And she was just dealing with big disc problem and shooting down her leg, taking all sorts of medications for all sorts of problems, anxiety, depression, blood pressure, um, you know, blood sugar issues, diabetes, all of that stuff. And she had one of those traumatic stories of suffering. And so at the time, I wasn't really dealing with it. I was just helping her with that. I just was focusing on helping her with her back problem and her spine issue. And after about three months, I developed this amazing relationship with her. She was like, you know, she, she was just coming in like there was a light that returned into her, her face. Mm. She was off of her medication. She was just smiling and she was just, she was a, a, a beacon of light in, in, in our office every time we would see, cause the, the staff could see the change in her and it was just inspiring to work with her. And she no showed for an appointment one day. And when we called to see where she was, cause that wasn't really like her, her husband said that she died of a heart attack. Oh my goodness. And at that moment it was like, ah, okay. There was so much that I wanted to share, but I couldn't. Well, I'm not that I couldn't, I just didn't have the, you know, the tools. I was like, you had a, you know, a few minutes in the office with me. I'm not going to really go into digging into the past. So after that, it was a bit of a wake up call. And I decided that because of that, I'm going to start to create these little workshops in my office that are three hours on Saturday morning that are called life skills for a stressful world, where I teach people how to use skills to, to, to shift their perceptions and to become more resilient to the challenges that present all of us each and every day that nobody really taught us how to work through that really play a, a, a huge role in our uh, healing development, our healing progress. And so I started noticing that the patients that came to those workshops were doing way better, that I enjoyed working with, that really got it. Um, they, they were active participants. They, they d exhibited the behavioral changes necessary to have great results. And the people who didn't just weren't as inspiring to work with. So fast forward, make a long story short, after about 10 years of ups and downs and figuring it all out to, to, to cut out the majority of a story you could write a book about. I now, that three hour Saturday morning workshop is now turned into a three day live event where mm. it's called the overview experience, where I teach people how to take all of those past um, traumas and where the trauma was so bad that we pretty much fractured and dissociated from ourselves and how to go back to who we are, how to return back to ourselves and heal those old wounds because those old emotional wounds are playing out physically. And if we don't actually address them, nothing, no structural adjustment, no nutrition, uh, no nutritional modification is going to actually solve a problem created from a lack of self-love or a dissociation from the self. There's no vitamin or pill or adjustment to transform a belief that I'm not worthy of love. Uh. And so, 
So that, uh, that is where I've now completely dedicated most of my uh, effort and energy is, is getting people acquainted with that part and, um, massive healing is able to happen. The person's not even in the room just by getting them connected with that. That is an incredible story. And, you know, I've, I've gone through waves in my career myself, you know, as a practicing nutritionist, I saw the Mm -hmm. same thing where nutrition can have profound impacts, but if you have this emotional story, this this tape of the past playing in the background, it's like, inevitably, you're going to slide back into whatever that underlying belief is. 100%. And it's kind of like a great, a really great analogy is like, imagine you're like a submarine, and you have all of these systems, right? You have a janitorial system that cleans up, right? Mm -hmm. You have a kitchen, you know, you have, uh, you know, nutrition is brought in, supplies are brought in into the ship, and taken away and you have all of these systems going on and you also have a defense system. And so what happens when all of a sudden the ship is under attack? Do we get supplies? Do we, you know, do we, does the, you know, does the kitchen start operating or is everybody just kind of like in a crisis mode and survival mode? And similarly, if you are a system that's in survival mode, no nutrition or supplement is going to actually um, land. There's going to be no assimilation of nutrients because your body is actually trying to protect itself. So before you can allow the nutrition to actually become integrated into your system, you must create a system that's um, receptive to nutrients. Mm. And to do that, you have to get out of fight or flight, right? Into the rest and digest state. You have to learn how to regulate your nervous system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Becoming trigger proof. That's the new kind of angle. That's the new kind of revelation that I had is that your, your entire life, it's health, it's well-being, your relationships, your connection to purpose is all dependent on your ability to regulate your emotions and become trigger proof. And Mm. trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means becoming responsible for how our nervous system gets activated. And instead of expecting the people on the outside, like our government or Donald Trump or Q or whoever we're leaning on right now during this coronavirus thing that we're going through at the time of this recording, Mm -hmm. um, we, we, we say, no, 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 I'm not playing victim to all of that. I'm taking ownership for my nervous system and making sure that I heal that and, 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 and honor that as a first priority. Mm-hmm. And maintain our sovereignty. And even in times outside of this global crisis that we have going on, it's like our family and our relationships and all those other triggers. Sometimes it's not what happens at a global level. It's what happens at a very intimate level. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, that, that is just amazing. And I'm wondering, can you tell us a little bit more about the overview method, what that mm-hmm. looks like, maybe some parts and pieces? I'd just you love bet. to hear more about it. Yeah, absolutely, Holly. So you see that picture behind me right there? I know you're recording. You can, uh, is it this the is moon? Audio. This is the earth from the moon. Okay, okay, gotcha. Okay, I can so see it now. It's the Earthrise from the Moon, right? Yeah. And 
at that moment when we were able to see the earth from space from that perspective everything changed for us and astronauts would claim that whenever they would go into outer space and they would see the totality the totality of the truth of who we are kind of this oasis in the middle of the desert there would be a cognitive shift that they would have that they would when they would come back to earth there was this dramatic um kind of purpose that was emerged that they want to do something for the world that they want to have they want to have some sort of an impact to making it better right mm -hmm. that's called there's a term for that that's called the overview effect mm. It's, you can look it up online. You can do a Google search on it or whatever. It's called the overview effect. And I was so inspired by that. And so when I was thinking of what to call my methodology, uh, which is all geared towards experiencing the feelings that you're feeling and going into your body and rather than dissociating and trying to change your perceptions right away, you want to go in and really embody what's going on and go back to the earlier wounding, which uh, kind of this is triggered by. So everything is it's under the, the whole premise that everything that you're experiencing in the now that's having you stuck or you're confronted by is an old unresolved wound, is an old trigger. Mm -hmm. That in order for you to know exactly what step to make to get out of your stuckness in the current, you must go back there and to recontextualize it not only in the mind but change the sensations and um, heal it from a body-based perspective reconnecting with that version of you through some reparenting and pretty much listening to the guidance that you're giving that version of you as your wisdom from your internal voice for what you must do today and the result is healing past trauma, connecting to your voice, giving you a tool for emotional regulation, and it builds intimacy because the last part of it is to communicate that and connect that with the people impacted by the old story that you made up. Mm. And so the overview method is a self-inquiry tool that includes the both cognitive perceptions and the body-based uh, felt sense dysregulation and um, activation and helps you. It's a guide uh, that you can do self, kind of like an active meditation, or you, you know, a facilitator does does the session on you. That is kind of like an active meditation that's customized to your own wounding, that gets mm. you connected with yourself and clear on what your what your inner voice is calling on you to do that moment, that day. That is incredible. And it sounds like, you know, I have gone down the rabbit hole of holistic healing and it sounds like it combines some of my favorite parts and modalities of healing that I've experienced. And so yes. in mm -hmm. your workshops, are you doing anything like somatic experiencing, emotional mm -hmm. release? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've done like somato respiratory integration work myself. Is like, is there big emotional release happening in your workshops? Every single time. Yeah, mm. we do breath work. It's breath work over a weekend. Uh, we do definitely, we do somatic work. We get you into your body and we relax. We kind of get you into a relaxed state. Everybody gets a chiropractic adjustment. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's a, everybody really enjoys that. 
and um, we do the cognitive work, which gets us back to those old stories, and we recontextualize them not just kind of like changing the story cognitively and recognitive restructuring, but also the body-based feelings that come up out of those. Oh, that's, that is beautiful. So and it's a top down and a bottom up approach, which is the most comprehensive um, kind of integration of everything that I've ever studied throughout all of my 20 years of, of healing, of being a, a kind of a facilitator of healing and transformation. That is so cool. I've done all the things. I've I've done EMDR, somatic work. I've done a lot of the cognitive work, um, and it all has its place and it all helps. But sometimes I find these approaches are very fractured, and it really sounds like you're integrating it in a way that it's a complete experience. It's it's it's. You know, when, you, when you're on a healing journey, you have to go to a counselor, then there's a somatic person, then you're going to go to a chiropractor, and then you need a coach to kind of keep you accountable. And so I'm like, you know what, <laughs> just we're putting it all together in one. <laughs> it's everything that I've ever kind of experienced, both as a facilitator and as a student of mind-body healing, as a person who kind of worked, has worked through his developmental traumas that, that really show up in, in our relationships. And I didn't realize this until it was, I was divorced and then it was my second really big relationship kind of colossal failure that had me go, okay, maybe there's some stuff that I can look at and take ownership of. And I realized, oh, of course, when I went back to those old unconscious complexes and said, oh, of course, I, re I, I chose this person. Of course, it makes sense that I would react this way and behave this way and get so triggered when that would happen. Of course. And so when you, your, your brain requires you to go and make sense of those things. And once you do, you don't have a self-blame or self-criticism or judgment anymore about yourself. You totally get it. And you've shifted that relationship with yourself from a self-loathing and a self-hatred to actually embracing. And you're like, oh, I see you. I get it. And once you do, now you have healing and now you have consciousness and now you can choose a different reality. And lo and behold, after about 18 months of really going hardcore with it, I've now gotten myself to a point where I'm, you know, getting married uh, next month of the recording of this. If, if the world hasn't ended by then, <laughs> um, if we're still around and I'm having a, we're having a baby in October, early October. So I'm really stoked about this journey that, Literally, I'm teaching what I most needed to learn. Uh, and that's always the best way to do it. And, and I love what you said about recognizing, and sometimes it's really painful, recognizing that we're the common denominator. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm the one that keeps finding myself in this situation. Maybe, maybe I'm part of the problem, but then not coming at it from a place of self-blame, but a place mm. of self-compassion. Like, what were the things that, little me and adolescent me and young adult me went through to develop these patterns, probably a lot of trauma. The first step is actually admitting that you're, you're a participant. Many people get stuck there. Uh, the majority of people, especially in uh, relationship dynamics, uh, especially in the codependency type of thing, mm -hmm. uh, narcissist codependent kind of cycle, 
they're so stuck in that cycle that they can't see that they have anything to do with it. And the first breakthrough is the acknowledgement that, oh shit, my unconscious complex has got me here. That, that in itself is a mind fuck for a lot of people. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. The second step is once you realize that there's a, there's a period of anger towards yourself and depression and you're like, and, and, and criticism and judgment and blame. And now you're like, Oh my God, I'm to blame. And then, but, but then if you, you, when you keep going, you realize there's no one to blame. It was just all unconsciousness that brought you there all to kind of, you know, mash you together to expose all of your unhealed wounds. And now you have choice here. You're either going to step up and do the work, do the inner work, or you're going to just say, no, that's uncomfortable. I'm not going to deal with it. And then you're going to go to the next relationship. And what will end up happening is it'll repeat, but only this time it becomes exponential. It just becomes 10 times more of a clusterfuck. And so until you finally wake up and go, all right, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and from your perspective, every time the lesson comes back, it's louder and louder and louder. Is that so that we finally wake up to the lesson? Yeah. It's uh, (laughs) our unwillingness and and the big constraint with that. The reason why it gets uh, louder and louder is because of our unwillingness to go back there to unpack all of that stuff, to look, to take responsibility because it's too painful. Mm. It hurts too much. It's uncomfortable. And people are like, well, you want, but that's in the past. I don't really want to deal with that. I'd rather not deal with it. The past is in the past. Those people are classic. They, they, the, the people who say that are unaware that the past is not in your past. It's, an, it's in your body. It's in the present in your body and it's driving your, you unconsciously and you have no clue that it's happening, but it's choosing the people that you're with. It's claiming what you're worth. That's basically your past is what determines what your value is on the planet, mm-hmm. what you feel that you're worth, the person that you resonate and, and, and kind of resonate and, and bring into your awareness. Literally, you resonate that with your nervous system the exact resonant match for you and you without knowing that you don't know what you're calling in. So if you want to change what you're calling in, you got to go inside and shift that dynamic with yourself. Mm, Absolutely. When you say the past is in your body, Mm -hmm. I know what that means, but for our listeners who might hear that and might think like, what the past is in my body. Can you explain that a little bit? Well, Most of us are so dissociated from our bodies. We are, because pain is happening and it's so uncomfortable that it didn't feel safe to be in our bodies that we actually distract. We hide, we avoid, we numb, we sedate so that we don't have to deal with that uncomfortable feeling in the body. And so in order for you to uh, heal that, you have to go and look. In other words, you have to start paying attention. Mm. And so what that looks like is, um, I don't know, let's say you're an entrepreneur and uh, you go to make a sale with someone and you do a sale. And then this, this happens quite a bit when I'm dealing with entrepreneurs, you ask to make a sale or you, you're doing a, a sales call. And all of a sudden there's this feeling that comes up inside of you, like a lump in your throat that kind of chokes you. There's, that's something going on in your body as a reaction to what's happening. In other words, 
this event is not about this event. It's something in your past that's, that has triggered a belief about yourself that maybe you're unworthy, maybe that you're not, you know, most of us, most of our stories about money is about unworthiness. So what, mm-hmm. what I'll hear is, oh my gosh, I'm about to ask this person for money, but I don't want to because I feel unworthy of it. And that past event will show up with like a, like a constriction in the throat or some vocal fry or, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just, all of a sudden it shows up. Your unconscious mind is your, your here, here's what I want you to say. Your body is your unconscious mind. Absolutely. Your body is your unconscious mind. So that story of my unworthiness will show up with my lack of a voice to to ask or this huge constraint in my chest that pushes me down when I go to ask to to make a sale. Or when you, you see your child, okay? Your child is struggling with, they come home from school, and all of a sudden they're crying is what's going on. They were bullying me at school. And all of a sudden you as a parent get completely triggered by it. Likely this is what we've heard with some of our clients when you were five, you know, 15 years old. And this is bringing back your experiences of being bullied as a kid immediately. If you don't deal with that, your child brings it up and boom, soon as they say it, you get triggered. Your body goes through a massive activation, which is all about your past. So your past is in your body, giving Mm -hmm. you signals all the time through your triggers of access points where you can actually go in and feed love to yourself so that you can grow and develop and expand and have healthy relationships. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I heard, so my chiropractor actually put it this way in a workshop recently. He said, if you don't pay attention, you'll get pain and tension. Mm. And so pay attention to how your body is talking to you, how your throat or your solar plexus feels when you put yourself in those situations and you feel like you want to die. It's the past talking to you. Totally. 100%. This is, this is the greatest kind of um, awareness that you can have is starting to be present to what's happening in your body. It's called embodiment Mm. because it's kind of like a return to the body because when we were children and we went through trauma, it didn't feel safe to be there. So we had to escape our bodies and that sense of alarm. So we went into our mind. Mm. So we create stories in our mind and we have intrusive thoughts and we still think that that's really what anxiety is, but anxiety and the intrusive thoughts are actually a result of the alarm in the body. So by going in, getting out of story, I used to think all I do is just rearrange the stories, but that didn't do anything to the alarm in my body. So what I found that to do was to go into the body and deal with that first before you can rearrange any stories. But from your perspective, because you do this conscious thought work, like it's still important to rearrange the story and create a oh, new story. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's without saying. I'm, t- I'm yeah. saying that the order in which you do it, that must be second to ah. handling the alarm in the body. I used to have it backwards. Ooh, I would love for you to talk about that the, because I spent years in talk therapy before I got yes. into the somatic stuff. And oh, exactly. I wish I had done it in reverse. Yes. Exactly. That you just nailed it right there. That's it right there. 
It must be done second because the, the, the talk therapy that we do helps us rearrange our thinking and believing. However, it doesn't, it doesn't address the alarm in the body because there's a, there's a link there. So you're, you have this alarm in your body and because of that alarm in your body, your mind hooks onto that and looks around for evidence and clues as to why that alarm is there so that it can have an explanation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And those alarms that those explanations sound like you never support me. I don't feel safe around you. You don't this, you don't that you go around looking for evidence and clues as to why that alarm is there. Now these stories are running your life. You can go do talk therapy and change those stories, but that alarm is still there in your body. And what I discovered over the last 18 months, especially in working with the clients is that we actually have to start with the body first. And we go and we soothe the story that the body is making up and where it happened, where it first started. And we go and we soothe the younger self, the inner child that has been making up those stories. And we give them the truth of who they are. We return them back, which is painful. It's basically sitting with the grief of your five-year-old self or your two-year-old abandoned feeling self that made up a story because of something that happened because of their parents' unconsciousness that had them feeling unworthy, we actually go after that first. Because if you do talk therapy without addressing that in a body-based way, you're just rearranging furniture on the Titanic. It's just not, it's, it's, use, it's not useless, but you're not get like, you're constantly coming back to the same triggers. It's not resolving. You'll resolve it cognitively, but then you'll still find yourself getting activated without an ability to emotionally regulate. Mm, and I imagine, so you said rearranging furniture on the Titanic. Somehow that furniture always goes back to exactly where it was. I imagine you saw 100%. the same thing as a chiropractor before you integrated all that you've integrated is like you'd give someone a spinal adjustment and they'd come back the next week and wait, it's, it's right back to where it was. Did you see that happening? hundred percent. Yeah. 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 So yeah, basically, yeah, yeah basically um, it, it, when you teach the person how to um, kind of take care of her own triggers, their own triggers, and to take responsibility and overcome their victimhood story and, and dedicate themselves to something meaningful, their bodies just naturally start to or reorganize mm. so that they can, they can make that meaningful thing happen. That's the secret. That's why I left my full-time practice. It's like, well, no, no, no I got to keep going upstream. We got to ask the question, who are you with, with context to this universe? Before, before we solve this problem as to why you have these digestive issues, let's first address who you are. Like mm. we, can't, we can't go, we can't just kind of change little things without, if it's a deep chronic issue that started when you were five after, you know, you you were having kind of having sexual events with family members okay if it started then which is i'm just giving you an example of a client totally and then, then just doing like probiotics for their their you know digestive system it's it's definitely a step in the right direction but you gotta actually go after you know the the, the conflict in the origin of the problem 
Mm-hmm. And that conflict always starts with um, a dis- dissociation or a fraction fracture from the self. Mm-hmm. This is just reminding me personally of why I moved more from just straight up nutrition to incorporating hypnotherapy that does a lot of inner child work because it was like, I kept seeing the same thing you did. It's like, we can, we can do probiotics, we can do band-aids, but until you heal that original wound, it's, it's all just masking or it's a temporary fix. And is this why, um, I've heard you say a few times that you don't typically encourage people to jump into lifestyle change without doing certain things first. Are these the things that you're alluding to that you need to do first? Is this emotional and body-based healing? Listen, I can sit here and tell a patient, you know what? Um, you got to start eating right and you got to start exercising. And the thing is, is that they're like, yes, yes, I know. But everybody knows that. It's like, duh, like you don't need it. You don't, no no offense to nutritionists, you know, like you don't need a nutrition degree to know what the body requires. Everybody really knows, right? The problem is, is that why is it that I'm not choosing those foods? Why is it that I'm numbing myself? Why is it that I don't really care about me or I don't love myself? We got to work on that. And when you get that right, all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I'm worthy of choosing the right things. Hmm. I wonder what would, what would I choose to have myself feeling greater amount of energy so that I can carry forth this meaningful uh, journey because Mm. I'm so connected to meaning and I have a big why for me to take care of myself and exercise and have the energy because I have all this responsibility of people who rely on me because I'm emerging as a leader. Mm, Because I'm worthy of that. Because I'm worthy of that because it's not just about me versus, listen, you got it, exercise, eat right, and manage your stress. Take two of these, call me in the morning. Like, it's- We all know that, we all know that, which is why I've moved, I've moved um, away from straight up nutrition. I still integrated, it's still important, but you got to look at this stuff because otherwise it's, it's these fun little quick fix habits and we get excited about them for five minutes. And then we hate ourselves because we say, well, why can't I stick to this? It's because we don't believe we're worthy of sticking to it. If we don't address that, we're always going to go back to those old behaviors. Mm -hmm. So let's go after the root cause. Let's go after the root cause. Mm -hmm. That's it. Absolutely. All about the root cause, going upstream and figuring out the root cause so that you can actually um, have shift a, a change. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Can I ask what role does traditional chiropractic still play in your work? Are you, it sounds like you're still using it a little bit. Yes. Yes. I still, I still have my license because I absolutely love being a chiropractor, but I only work, you know, maybe a day or two a month. I'll see a handful of patients, but chiropractic care is, is a critical component of regulating your nervous system. You're holding your stress in your nervous system. And this is just one of the tools that we have to regulate the nervous system. And you must have a clear mind body connection. You have to make sure that the nerves going from your brain, exiting the spine, connect to every part of you and if you don't adjust keep keep adjusting the areas that we get stuck because of our stressful lifestyles then things are gonna you know easily fall apart really quickly and we are climbing the ladder a lot more it's a lot more difficult Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Well, it sounds like you've, you've integrated it in a way that's really fulfilling to you now where you're integrating all these parts that you love and, and truly making a difference. I'm, I wouldn't like everything that I'm doing is an integration of everything that I've ever learned. And as I learn more, I become more kind of comprehensive in, in, in addressing the entire ecosystem of the human. And so I'm really excited right now, especially it's like everything that I've been training for is now coming to a point where this is what we need. You know, this yeah. is what the world needs the most is how to regulate the nervous system. So I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to provide that for people. That's so exciting. And I'm curious. So if I want to learn more about this or someone listening wants to learn more about this, you mentioned workshops. How yeah. can a person work for work with you? Um, do they need to come to one of these workshops? Mm -hmm. Do you have any online offerings? Yeah. Tell us about that. The first thing that I would do is there's a free virtual workshop that I have for you to really get delved into the work. It's 90 minutes long and it's on my website. And so you just search out the virtual workshop, trigger proof virtual workshop, mm -hmm. and it teaches you all the steps that you need to go through. Once that's done, and if you feel like you, you've spent a couple of, like about an hour, hour and a half with me, and I'm not totally offensive to you, and I haven't pissed you off completely and triggered you into <laughs> never wanting to talk to me again. If, if, if you've now, then you're like, well, this ass, he's a bit of a dick and he, I'm pretty triggered by what he said, but I'm fascinated enough to learn more. You can then come to one of my live events, which is all on the website, uh, or, um, reach out for, to book a kind of like a discovery call, apply to work with us for one of our online kind of programs where we take you through the whole process and the steps of, um, you know, uh, the steps of learning how to regulate your nervous system, because there's nothing more important. The big secret you learn is that it's the foundation of everything else that you are going to learn. So cool. So, so you have, so they, they go to your website, they pass the asshole test and then <laughs> they yeah. want to learn more. Oh, I love it. Well, I'm going to be looking deeper into your work because I just think it's, phenomenal how you have well, combined all these tools one of the one of the things you might want to do is on my website i have my trigger proof show all of the content if you go on my website it pretty much answers everything uh you have all this free content uh on youtube uh, i have like 25 26 episodes of my show um called trigger proof where i basically teach you how to regulate your nervous system so you can have healthy relationships and being able and be able to handle crisis as it comes so that you can expand your capacity and uh it's a mind and body kind of endeavor and um if you really want to learn and get training live training with with uh with me then coming to an event would be a really great step and also to get on a call and a discovery call and see what, what's been stopping you and where you'd like to go. And uh, the people that, you know, want to take the time and we, we find out exactly what the problem is and then create a strategy moving forward. We're really excited to work with them because what ends up happening is that they get through it and they can leave toxic relationships because they're, they're stuck in this codependency again and again, having the same argument with the same type of person, no matter who they date or in the same 
kind of stuckness in their relationship or they feel like a disconnection from purpose. They, they look in the mirror and they go, I don't know who I am. I've been pretending all my life. Mm. And so I've, I, I don't know who it is that I am. I don't feel safe in my body. I've had these things, these, these, these breakups from previous seasons of my life that I just still am thinking about every single day. And I just want to liberate myself from them. And because now it's impacting my health, those are the people that I really, and, and I'm ready to stop playing victim and I want to take responsibility for it. Those are the people I love working with. Yeah. Because it, so I think all of us, if we've walked on planet earth, we have played victim card at some point or another. And oh, yeah. I believe that in order to heal, like you can't clutch to that card. You have to give it up. You have to. And it's the one thing that um, prevents you from healing is staying committed to the story because the identity, in order for you to heal something, you must assume a new identity. And so you got to look at, you know, what story you're telling. And it's this, this kind of like glass ceiling that keeps you stuck. You can't expect to have empowerment at the same time as giving your power to somebody else that you uh, think that um, should have treated you differently. And, uh, and still months, years later, continuously be telling that story even. And that story is in your body and that needs to go if you want to step to, to the next level. Mm-hmm. We can't be empowered if everything is everybody else's fault because then we have no agency. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Nima, it has been amazing having you on the show today and your website, is it drnima.com or? Yes. Dr. Nima, it should be in the show notes. Yes. Drnima.com. We will absolutely link it up for you in the show notes. Before we log off today, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners? I just want to share that, you know, the most important thing is the question, you know, what am I putting into my field today? What am I putting into my field today? And that's all dependent on the tone of your nervous system. And you can alter how other people feel around you. You can, you, you have a, you have a say in how your life goes, but if you don't have a command of your nervous system, none of that is possible. Anything that you learn with a dysregulated nervous system is like, is like, learning is like downloading software onto a computer with a virus on it. It just doesn't Mm. really land. Mm -hmm. And so this, when you make that a priority, life will open up to you. Mm. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your wisdom today. Uh, Everybody go check out the show notes to see where you can find Dr. Nima and just thank you once again for your time. 